0: Welcome to Knit British, the podcast that explores all the connections of Britishness in wool, fibre and knitting. On this journey, meeting the people involved, from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. This month, Knit British is delighted to be sponsored by The Knitting Goddess. Joy Macmillan is an independent dyer of British knitting yarns, producing luxury hand-dyed yarns from British wool bases. Joy is as passionate about sourcing homegrown fibre for her yarns as she is about colour. Make sure you sign up to the Knitting Goddess newsletter for exclusive subscriber discounts for the weekly shop updates. Click on the logo in the show notes or visit www.thenittinggoddess.co.uk Hello and welcome in to Knit British. How are you? You are very welcome here. Make yourself comfortable. If you are a new listener, a very special hello to you. And of course, a big hi and hello to those of you who are returning for a listen again today. I appreciate all of you being here. It's lovely to be chatting again to you. Since last time, can I just say thank you so much for all the feedback uh, and congratulations on the last episode or not so much congratulations on the last episode but but for the congratulations congl- on, on, get, on getting married. Many thanks uh, for that. And one of the things that I didn't get to tell you about in the last episode because I rambled on and on and on about Highland holidays was to tell you a little bit about my own meaningful knit from my wedding outfit, so I shall tell you a little bit more about that later in today's show. Before that, though, I want to say a huge well done to everyone who took part in the big whip-rip on Saturday. I think that we shall have to make this an annual thing. Leona and I, Leona from Fluff had such a good time we had arranged we had thought about having a big whip rip ages ago after one of my episodes where I talked about the fact that our unfinished objects can get us down and can um, overwhelm us and we should either work them or rip them and Not long after that episode, I was in Dundee at Fluff and Leona said, I really like this idea, what could we do something? And we came up with the big whip rip and we were ripping in Fluff at uh, Dundee. And also Anna and the guys at Wild and Wooly had a ripping session. There was also a ripping big whip rip at you and ply in Shrewsbury and there were lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of you ripping at home and all over the place actually and it was fantastic we're trying to keep on top of the social media by sharing what everyone was doing Uh, but this wasn't just for wanton destruction of knitted items or half knitted items it was about fostering a real community spirit when it comes to ripping I understand that it's difficult for some people to rip things out, especially when you've put so much time and effort into it I am of the opinion that if it's not right, then and you're not going to be happy with it, you should rip it, But I and I will rip with wild abandon. I wasn't always like that, but I've learned as the years have gone on and as I've knitted that if I want to be a better knitter or if I want my items to look better, then mistakes have to be rectified. And if that means ripping out, that means ripping out. And I am a bit matter-of-fact about it, And but I do completely understand how difficult it is for some people to do that, and that um, one person said, "Ripping sends a shiver." The word "ripping" sends a shiver down their back. <laughs> but the idea behind the big whip rip was a big collective hug, handhold. You know, a real big, "Come on, you can do it." Free your yarn, rip it back to fit and to fix a mistake, if that's what you need to do. Like me, one of the things that I ripped was just the brim of a hat. Now, of course, hats are bottom up so i had to pick up the stitches around the top of the brim make a little cut and uh, once i got all those stitches back on the needle and then rip to get that brim off to re-knit it to make it a functional piece of knitwear again you know th- it wasn't just about totally ripping back there was lots of fixing going on too so I'm so chuffed with how it went. I know the owner is as well. at over at Fluff, we also raised thirty pound in little donations for cups, of tea, and handholding and moral support, which is awesome. That's going to P Hop. That's going to Medicine Sans Frontier. That's awesome. Your knitting, you know, and unknitting has therefore made some money for a very worthy cause too. So well done, well done to you who needed that little bit of support and needed the Big Whip Rip to to help. Those of you who had friends round for hand-holding and little ripping parties and especially thanks to those of you who held your own Big Whip Rip events. I think we will definitely revisit this again in the future because it was awesome and I know that uh, the lovely Leona will have a video of all of the collages of images from social media, and of her mohusev Scully cardigan, which got ripped, and at one point had two people working on it, and um, it's it's been it's been incredible. It's been really good, and I haven't been sleeping so good lately. So I was inordinately tired on Saturday, but I had such. A lovely warm glow from that day and the people who came to fluff, you were all fantastic, it was so lovely to see some of you that I'd met before and some new faces, even new to fluff faces that was really, really lovely. I must say that The Big Whip Rip has also made ripples with other people and has spurred them on to do bigger projects and I must give a huge um, shout out to Lovecrafts and Beer who is Claudia on Instagram who posted a picture on Instagram and said, bear with me because I'm reading off the computer, today is the beginning of the end of Your Whip's hashtag the big fall finish begins today from now until halloween i will be concentrating on finishing old whips that have for whatever reason been lingering in my whip pile after the big whip rip i narrowed it down to six or so whips about which i refuse to procrastinate on any longer so join me take back your needles and clear the way for glorious new yarns and projects in the coming cold sweater and knitting weather if you want to join us unravelly, there's a link to the group in my profile happy knitting and there is a group called the big fall finish brilliant idea just brilliant so if you had whips when you were looking out your projects for the big whip rip if you had ones that you thought no i think i might like to knit that then get on over to the big fall finish group on Ravelry and make a plan to work that and get it finished by Halloween. You can do it. You absolutely can do it. I think that that's a brilliant idea. In terms of things I, I ripped, well, I ripped back the Wedbeck shawl in the Jimison and Smith uh, FC38 jumper weight that I cast on when Doggerland came out. Carrie uh, Westerman's Doggerland, of which the pattern featured. Um, Love it. Knitted another one in double knit in John Arbin yarn and love that finish shawl. Love the yarn. Love the pattern. Just, I'm never going to finish it so that got ripped. Um, also as I say, aforementioned the the hat, which I'm working on the brim of now. I also ripped back the Vian cardigan by Andy Satterland, of which I'd offset the lace, it has mirrored lace in the front, and I'd offset one of the sides. Never, ever, ever going to look right. Ripped that back. That will become a Vian cardigan, though. I really, really like that yarn. Uh, It's Jameson's of Shetland, double knit in the mermaid colourway. So I felt really, really... Pleased and almost empowered, and there was a lot of talk at Fluff about the feeling of empowerment, um, of taking back what you've made um, and actually physically rewinding and fixing your mistakes and freeing your yarn to make something else wonderful. So um, fantastic! And thanks so much to Leona uh, and and all of the people who came out, and all the people at home, again, for your incredible, empowering ripping. Also on today's show, I have a really lovely chat with Joy, who is the Knitting Goddess, the sponsor of Knit British this week. You can visit her by clicking on the logo in the show notes. And she is talking to us today about the very exciting collaboration between the Knitting Goddess and Blacker Yarns on the St Kilda yarn and also I have a review for you of Blacker's Cornish Tin 2 which is coming out uh, in the next week so all of those things are coming up but right now I want to tell you about my Meaningful Knit (laughs) Do you remember I told you there's a microphone right there in the bush? You have to talk into it. Now you talk to it. The sound goes through the cable to the box. A man records it on a big record in wax. But you. As some of you noted, uh, when I started the hap along, I had said that I wanted to make a hap for a special uh, event that I was going to, not telling any of you that it was actually my own wedding. And I did cast on the haemgate hap, because I thought that that would go beautifully with the dress that I'd chosen uh, to get married in. Or what, should I say one of the dresses, because I bought three and I just decided on the day which one I was going to wear. But I stalled on that and I realised that slow knitter that I am, I was never going to finish a hap in time for that. And I was kind of a bit sad about that because I really wanted to have knit something for my wedding. And then I remembered that I had something incredibly special, belonging to me, knit in shith and wool, in fine lace, in one of my drawers and this is a fancy hap it was a hap that was made for me when I was born for those of you who haven't got the book of haps by Kate Davies at one point in her research she was asking people if they had knit what has been known as Mrs Hunter's shawl Um, It was a patterns pattern and it was uh, attributed to Mrs A Hunter of Unst uh, and it was a pattern which James Norbury had collected uh, when he had been in Shetland in the 60s, 50s, 60s. And this pattern is very, very well knit. If you have ever, you were probably wrapped in it as a baby, you probably knitted it for grandchildren, for your children, for nieces, for nephews. This is Mrs Hunter's pattern, a very particular kind of fancy hat, which has, usually has, I shan't say has, but usually has uh, a border with... Uh, lozenge patterns and the tree of life and has uh, could have brand iron lace edging or some kind of lace edging and usually a cat's paw lace centre and the shawl that I wear is a version of that um, so I, the reason I have this in my possession is because when Kate was doing research for the book I asked my mum if she she had any of our baby haps and she and she found this one and sent it to me and along with a couple of photos which if you have the book of haps you will see me as a baby wrapped in a hap Uh, not this one that hap my mum tells me was a very fancy hap indeed and it was knitted by her auntie maggie this hap was another hat that was knitted for me as a baby by my mum's best friend, a relation, who, we only know now, is a relation of Mrs A. Hunter of Unst. This is brand new information (laughs) uh, because of Kate's book and then knowing who knitted this and the connection between them and Mrs Hunter. So it's it's a really... It's meaningful in that sense as well that, that you know, for a long time nobody knew who Mrs. A. Hunter was. People thought that she might have been an amalgamation of of different knitters. It might just have just been a name attributed to someone to give, you know, that Norbury might have been given the shawl some kind of Shetland validity by giving a name. There were lots of, you know, there were lots of, of, of theories about who or what Mrs. Hunter was. Is was, and um, I'm ex- <laughs> unbelievably thrilled to know that this hap that I have is from one of her uh, relations. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about this hap, and you have to go to www. W- like Louise Hunt there. www forward slash ep hyphen 66 to see pictures of this. So this is as old as I am. This is nearly 39 years old, this hap. And it's different from the Mrs Hunter pattern that I've just described there in in a couple of ways. First of all, the centre of my hap is not cat's eye lace, but is print of the wave and that was the first thing that struck me when I saw this and took it out of the packaging from my mum was that it was a totally familiar hap but the centre was totally different to any I've ever seen before and kind of loved that. And then the other slight difference is that in the Tree of Life, which is the first pattern in the border, or last, depending on which way you knit it, I guess. But the the border closest to the centre. There's a tree of life and there's a cat's paw lace on top of the tree of life. And that's pretty standard with this pattern. But what's different is that there's also a cat's paw lace between each, each tree pattern. And the, do you know what? <sighs> there's something about that tree pattern that really... It's so stunning to me, there's just something that is really... I don't know the the origin of this pattern. There are lots of patterns which are called Shetland Lace, which aren't from Shetland. There are lots of patterns that are called Traditional Shetland, which again... May never have been originated there, and let's face it, trees—not not a lot of them on Shetland. <laughs> Shetland is not known for its trees, <laughs> but um, but this p- pattern, whether it is in Fair Isle or openwork lace, is just really special to me. It just really says Shetland to me. Um, which I know can be a bit, as I say, I've just said, can be a bit of a mis- non-starter but it really, really, really almost speaks to my soul as being something something very Shetland and um, special. And so also in the border we have those two different lozenge patterns and then the brand iron lace edging and it's knit in Shetland wool in a cream or off-white colour and it looks as good today as it probably did when it was wrapped around me as a baby I really think that you can't go far wrong with Shetland wool for whatever you want to make it's it's woolly, it's warm, it's soft, it's got character, it's got texture, it's incredible for colour work it's incredible for open work not a lot of yarns can tick a lot of those boxes all together woolen spun, it's incredible worsted spun, it's amazing (laughs) and it's just such a special wool and such a special History and heritage, and I, when I saw this and thought about this, hat in the drawer, I couldn't think of anything better to wear on my wedding day. Now, you know, I'm not big into jewellery. I, I don't wear a lot of makeup. If I do, it's very natural. I am not into, you know, anything overly ostentatious, and wearing this on my wedding day was the perfect accessory um and uh, just couldn't be happier to to have been wearing it you know the day that I came home from the hospital and the day that I became a new woman almost so <laughs> sort of the ultimate connection for me wearing something that was is woolly um that's knitted that's got meaning um I absolutely do not intend to have any children so this is... um, it's mine (laughs) I think it was quite right that it was you know, my baby shawl and then my wedding shawl and then my shroud! No, (laughs) I'm kidding (laughs) If you have a meaningful knit with a story to tell, I'd love for you to tell me. You can send me an email, describe the item what it's made from, its shape, its design. Tell me where it came from, if you made it, who made it for you, if not, how you came by it, How, why it's meaningful to you. And if you want to tell us about it, we would we'd love that. Talking about Shetland yarn, Shetland wool is one of the fibres in the blacker St Kilda blend. Now, this yarn has been produced by Blacker for some time now. Um, it's a really, she says, <laughs> looking around for her ball of it to talk about. Hi. Oh no, there it is. It's a Borere Soy blend with Shetland. It's all natural coloured fleeces that have been used up until now. It comes in 50 gram balls, which is 380 metres. And it's a really lovely lace weight yarn and as I say it's one that they've done for a couple of years. The Borrerae comes from Jane Coopers uh, who is Mrs Woolsack uh, her uh, Borrerae flock in Orkney the Soe is collected from around the UK and the Shetland comes from the Mendips and Joy I'll talk a little bit more about that. This year St Kilda Laceweight is getting a bit of a revolution and Joy, the Knitting Goddess, has dyed 10 new fantastic shades for Blacker Yarns and as well as being able to get them from Blacker Yarns, you'll also be able to get them from the Knitting Goddess. And I got Joy on Skype this week to talk a little bit more about this exciting collaboration. (laughs)
1: got all the blacker stuff done which is great and it's awesome it's absolutely lovely
0: so is it the same sort of put up as the last it killed it? is it so a bordery and Shetland.
1: yeah it is slightly darker but i think there's going to be a sort of very very natural creamy color there's also going to be a natural chocolate brown which is oh. luscious it is. So, so how is that? How is that nice. been to dye that? Um, we've dyed all the silver. Um, and it's been really lovely. I think anything that's got Shetland in it always dies really beautifully. Um, and the Shetland in this is just gorgeous. Um, talking to Blacker, they were saying they actually get this from Fer, um, Fern Hill, which is in the Mendips, and it's actually an organic biodynamic farm. So it's like local Shetland to them because, of course, the actual Shetland Shetland goes to the Shetland Woolbrokers
0: mm-hmm. and Jameson's.
1: So they have this amazing yarn and this astounding farm that just looks like, yeah, actually, I could just move in there and it looks <laughs> perfect. It looks so lovely. Oh, wow. And I think so often you see things about farming, farming and it's almost like people worry but welfare and... You think, actually, you mm-hmm. look at this and it's just, it's so beautifully done.
0: When you were dying this yarn, did you all kind of go into it thinking, I have a really good idea of what I want to do with this?
1: Yeah, or- Ma- mainly because Sonia got me really organised. It's been really, <laughs> really interesting doing this because up until now, even if I've had yarns from somebody else, it's been up to me what I do with it. And this time round, because Blacker are having a lot of this yarn to sell, we had to agree up front what was happening and so to my natural inclination would be to dye 97 colours because it's like oh let's put something different in the dye pot Um, and as soon as you're going can we just cut this down a bit so we've ended up with 10 dyed colours so we've sort of got a colour wheel Um, plus (laughs) a sort of really dark blacky blue which is very kind of raven coloured oh how nice it was that thing so talking to Sonia and we said okay we love blue we love blue we want something not black but really deep um and of course you put deep colors onto Shetland and it just goes (laughs) and it is just fabulous um Mm. so it's not a perfect color wheel but we didn't want the perfect (laughs) color wheel and then their colors sit in as well so We'll have the 50 gram skeins of it, but what we're also gonna have is some mini skin sets. So if you want tiny bits of all the colours, you can buy five grams of each. Wow. In either sets of five or in sets of ten. So if you be set, still in my heart. It's just, I think it's just gonna be so lovely for people thinking, I wanna buy a skin and I want to put a bit of colour with it. Um <sighs> And it's just going to be so nice, I think, to have that option, because you don't very often get mini-skins in a loose weight.
0: You don't? No.
1: And not something really special and totally unique like the St. Kilda. Well, we sort of hit that thing of thinking, we, it's not. You know, it's going to be a premium yarn, but we wanted it to be as accessible as possible for the premium yarn. So for eleven fifty, you can have a set of five mini-skins. That's incredible. And, add, you know, add them to some, you know, even add them to skin, uh, Skinny Undyed. And, you yeah, you're going to have something amazing. That's awesome! Yeah. But as well, it, it's not going to be something that people knit. It's a throwaway project. It's going to be something that people knit and treasure. Totally. Um, actually, I think they'd be absolutely glorious done into something like one of the nut haps. And done. Oh, wow. and batches the yeah. colour. Because although it's done in four ply i think if you went lace weight it would just be a little bit more open but the rub would take that and it would look beautiful
0: that would be gorgeous or uh, i kept thinking that because i've had this thing Kilda for a while and i keep thinking i should try making um, a hooland with it but this sounds like i should be uh, waiting until the dyed stuff comes out and then
1: making it with that the other thing would be really gorgeous actually with the hooland is you could knit the edging in a set of five mini-skins, I think. How glorious! And then knit the body in a other
0: Yes, that would
1: be beautiful. So that's on my to-do list before Yarndale. <laughs> before Yarndale? Before Yarndale, <laughs> like, Yarndale yeah. I'm kind of thinking that I'm going to have a week and all I'm going to do is knit. But yeah, my Yarndale plans them involve a lot of knitting. And I'd love to do a second hulon because I did one in the Wensleydale Shetland from Yeah. So it seems like a nice thing
0: to do a second one. Yes. And I think that's the thing. We've spoken about this before, that um, uh, with Blacker and yourself and the Wednesday on Shetland, there are all these special, unique yarns that no one else is really doing and they're really, really special and you want to team them up with something, a design that's going to be an incredible match and something that you'll look at and absolutely treasure in that yarn with that design.
1: Definitely. I think the, the first Huland was very kind of classic, you know, when I used the olive green because I wanted something that was very sort of leaf pattern. And now I think, actually, I want to do my usual and throw a million colours at this. <laughs> and I won't quite throw a million colours at it, but there are going to be six.
0: So you're going to be launching Yarndale. you and Blackout. Do you have a joint store at Yarndale? No.
1: I have no idea, actually, even if we're anywhere near them. Yeah. Um, I know we've actually got lots of space this year, um, partly because we're doing screen printed stuff and we want to show the blacker yarn off really well and we want to show the Wensleydale Shetland off. And yeah, it's that thing. Yarn Yarndale is always so busy and we thought it makes more sense to have eight metres of space to play with rather than less space. And then, because every year people say to us, oh, we sort of walked past and it was so busy and we were going to come back later. and. And it's horrible. I think when when people feel that, it's you know, it's great that yarn deal is so busy, but there are moments it is absolutely manic. And I think when you are stood behind a stall, you don't really realise because you're only really worrying about the person in front of you. You won't exactly. really pick up how manic it is. So we've got a bit more space, um, but both of us at the the show will have the yarn um Sonia has been designing and she's got an absolutely stunning shawl pattern Ooh. done in this which has been designed specially for this yarn and it's beautiful absolutely beautiful we're going to be looking for some test knitters for that um who will get access to the yarn obviously before it goes on sale because the yarn won't be available until mm. yarn deal if any wants to get their hands on it early we'd love some test knitters you're absolutely going
0: to be inundated now. Your inbox is going to be pinging.
1: That's absolutely fine. <laughs> that would be good. Because it's it's one of these shawl designs, I think, people will make and then want to make again. It's the kind of thing that you're just going to think, yeah, I want another one of those in a different colour. Because it's that sort of lovely combination of loads of garter stitch. So it's an easy knit, but it's a really clever knit
0: oh i love loads of garter stitch i might be signing up for that myself
1: well we can probably find you a spot on the list <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
0: awesome so that's so you're so it's launching at yarndale it's not going to be on available online until after yarndale that's
1: right yeah so we're both going to be selling it Blacker have got their lot. It's all dyed and gone back to them. So they are thankfully re all their own yarn, which I'm terribly, terribly pleased about. Um, <laughs> I finished dyeing up the last of our batch of it this morning. Um, and then we'll start making mini-skins out of some of that. So both of us will have the same colours. Um, it will literally be online straight after Yarndale. Um, okay. I would imagine that Blacker will have it in their shop either from Monday or from the Saturday of Yarndale. Mm-hmm. Our plan is because we'll be at Yarndale, we'll be home on Sunday night and whatever we have left we'll go into the shop yeah. for Monday morning. That's... I bet there's none left. <laughs> <laughs> We've... It's going to be one of those
0: gold dust items that people... You... The itchy, nitty, grabby hands will be like, I want that, I'm
1: getting that, and then there'll be none left. (laughs) The beauty of it is, although we've dyed up 35 kilos for blacker, they have about another 20 kilos of this yarn left, I think. So at the minute, it's just going to sit and we'll see what colours sell. So if everybody thinks, I want that colour, we can dye more of just that one colour rather than going well I'm sorry that colour has sold out please have something else yes that's lovely I love that it's a nice way to be able to do it because you just never know what colour is going to be the colour that everybody goes that's it that's the one I want yeah that's true it's very true And
0: sometimes it can be the most surprising ones that sell out and the ones that you think are going to be popular are even less so so that's a really good idea to hold some back and do that Again, so it's just clever and it's it's really it's really thoughtful of the knitting community, actually, you know, and the, the yarn buying and loving community to do something like
1: that. Yeah, it's just then gonna be available from whichever one of us you happen to be shopping with and think. I That's want to do this too. That's just incredible. I
0: love this car it's so, so cheering. Uh, like I said it in the podcast last time to have like one of our most favourite and, and well-established mills working with British and native breed and rare breed working with one of the most talented ha- hand dyers in the UK and coming together and there's just this beautiful collaboration and there should be more of this this is fantastic
1: it has been so easy to do I'd have to say Sonia has been an absolute dream I think because obviously they're used to doing things on a much much bigger scale so it's kind of been things about... You know, they've had a professional photographer, so they're like proper, proper beautiful shots of this yarn looking mean and moody on the rocks. Me whacking at the desk in front of a white background and going, well, that colour looks pretty close. That's good. I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the photos came through and it was like, ooh, these are exciting. Oh,
0: wow. That is exciting. So
1: that's been absolutely fantastic. And, yeah, it's, it's been such a nice experience to do. Yeah, I'd do this again in a heartbeat.
0: And and do you think there could be more on the horizon?
1: I think there are definite possibilities, yeah. We had this whole thing when we were talking colours and we had so many ideas about what we might like to do. So obviously the St Kilda yarn is really, really limited stock um, because the Burley and the soy are just, there aren't masses of them. Um, and when you hear the story about how they actually get the of fleece and Jane Cooper goes out to, and they actually have a team who go out and they brush the sheep because they're not Please. sheared. It's just so, so different as a way of getting fleece. Um, so there's a really limited amount of it. So actually getting my hands and 45 kilos of it to put in dye pots was just like... I don't believe I'm getting to do this. It was just like, yay! Dream come true. It was. It's been an amazing thing because I started off thinking I, w- I was really hopeful that they might sell me some of this yarn so that I could dye it because we wanted a properly British lace weight. And there's loads of British Falkland Merino, but I really struggled to find anything that was UK wool. Mm-hmm. And it just seems completely unnecessary to me when there's all these fantastic sheep you know roaming about this bit of the the world that we ship stuff halfway around the world it's a bit unnecessary um and we found this so I sort of spoken to Sonia about could we have could we buy some of this to die um so she talked about that and then came back and said well you could die some for us too and the whole thing just kind of it just came together incredibly easily Wow, so, yeah, it's really meant to be. I think so, yes, and it's, you know, they're a company I love. I have a huge amount of respect for what they do, so it's great to be working with them.
0: I just think this is, again, I said it there in the in the talk with Joy, but this is just such an incredible thing. You can go to Yarndale, you can visit the Blacker Stall, you can visit Joy they're both selling it it's just this fantastic collaboration between two businesses who are just so passionate about British wool and creating something really special. I'll reiterate uh, what Joy said the yarn will launch at Yarndale on the 24th and 25th of September which is coming up the end of this month you will be able to purchase this in 50 gram skeins you will also be able to purchase exciting mini skeins which really is exciting You, you know you really don't see mini skeins of lace weight never mind mini skeins of lace weight British rule dyed by fantastic UK dyers so It will then be going on sale uh, soon thereafter at thenittinggoddess.co.uk and at blackeryarns.co.uk. I asked Sonia at Blacker if she wouldn't mind giving me um, a quote and this is what she had to say. She's also talking about the Cornish tin, which I will move on to talk about next and uh, she says both these projects are about standing proud and declaring that British wool can be a luxury item. The hand knitting world is changing and I for one am fast realising that there are more categories than just softness on which to base a yarn's qualities. To my mind a quality yarn should have unique character which feels deliberate and considered right down to the colour palette and the ball band design. The provenance and stories involved with rare and breed specific yarns deserve to be treated with just as much respect as the softest merino or silk. Good quality yarn should be a thing which is designed to last and given the hours spent knitting or crocheting a garment it should last for more than a few seasons. At Blacker Yarns we're interested in creating yarn which not only will wear wonderfully but also offers a unique experience. Many of us have been knitting for years, and there is an unparalleled joy in finding yarn which behaves differently from the majority of yarns available. It's and it's so true, it it's so true, and it's and, and what she says there about luxury yarn, and you know, we we are constantly evolving as knitters. We start off with maybe acrylic or a wool blend, or not knowing what wool it is. And as we knit, for the most part, we learn more. We learn about which fibres we like. We are surprised when we find new fibres. We want to try new things and discover new things. And we learned that actually we deserve to knit with fantastic yarns. Even if we're knitting for other people, it's part of the experience. It's part of that the sensation of knitting and enjoying your craft, I, f- I think. So I'm so excited about the St. Kilda. And you know what? I think I am going to knit a huland with a co- different colour edging from the centre. How incredible would that be? When Sonia sent me the images of these yarns, my jaw just about hit the floor. They're incredible. And that blue-black that Joy talked about. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness me. They're just incredible. They're what you would expect from the knitting goddess. They are vivid. They are drenched with colour. Some seem more solid than others. Some a little bit semi-solid and a little bit variegated. There is also that um, undyed creamy colour. And the chocolate colour, they are just to die for. And I hopefully will be getting my shade card in the post soon so I can tell you a little bit more about the colours and the names. But they're just so beautiful. And what more would you want uh, as we approach autumn than to grab some of these colours and just drench yourself in them? They're just incredible. Now, Joy mentioned that there will be testing available for that pattern. There is a sign-up group for the test knit for the St Kilda Yarn in Joy's Knitting Goddess group on Ravelry. Go over there and have a look and register your interest if you can. While we're talking about blacker, I want to talk about Cornish tin two, which I kind of told you a little bit about last time. And I decided that I would knit with this, uh, a Kate Davies hat. It's the stripped bonnet from Bookle at Home in the Highlands book. I just thought it would be really nice um, to knit up into something wearable rather than a swatch. And oh my goodness. Right, let me, I'm jumping ahead of the game here. So let me. Let me tell you a little bit about the yarn. So, Cornish Tin, last year, was launched to coincide with Blacker's 10th birthday. It was a really special yarn with a really special fibre content that uh, was designed to celebrate the yarns that make up a lot of Blacker's custom and uh, spoke a lot of the... The expertise and the skills at the Natural Fibre Company and how far they've come in the last 10 years. And it was exceedingly spectacularly wonderful and very well received and sold out. And it was a limited edition. When it's gone, it's gone. And I know that there is Cornish tin in stashes waiting to be knit into something spectacular. <laughs> this year obviously is... Blacker's 11th birthday and Sue Blacker thought that for the 11th birthday they could relaunch Tin, slightly different fibre recipe and content uh, and bring it back uh, for a special truly limited edition yarn Uh, maybe those who missed out the first time would get a chance uh, to get some of this really incredible yarn and this year The yarn is 100% UK-based fibre and its natural colour is uh, sort of a steely grey and it's blended uh, from a collection of the highest quality British fibres uh, which I shall tell you what, what they are. Saxon Merino, Shetland, Portland, Mohair, Jacobs, Gotland, English Merino, Black Welsh Mountain and Alpaca. The result of that blend is a very smooth, round, plumpy fibre uh, yarn, woolen spun. It's got a luster. I would say that it's, uh, I've got the double knit here, so I would say that it's. it's got more heft to it this year, weight-wise, than last year's Cornish tin uh which makes it maybe more of a light maybe more of a worsted light worsted than, than a than than double knit I would say if that's the way your gauge goes and it's lovely it really is lovely it's got a beautiful handle when as I say it's it's really plumpy it's got a lovely plumpy round ply and it really does have a lovely bit of luster on it. Not completely lustrous like a tea's water or a you know 100% single breed long wool. But my goodness me, it catches the light. And the colours are incredible. There's the silver grey um, natural colour. And then there are seven dyed shades which again are named after um, Cornish tin mines. And it's going to be available in the four ply and again in this double knit which as I say uh, I would say it's a little more robust than last year's double knit. It's it's a good weight double knit and when I rub the yarn between my finger and thumb there is a crispness uh, rubbing it on the inner arm. It's not fluffy kittens. It's soft and certainly soft enough against my skin but um, it's Definitely got a Christmas, a uh, a little bit rustic. As soon as I saw this, I thought, sweaters, hats, cowls, mitts. This, in the skein, looks like the most incredible workhorse yarn, but with an added bit of something else. You know, an added bit of luxury. It's got that shine on it, and those colours, those dyed colours, they're... There's depth to that and I have been knitting with the Wheel Kitty red and the deep teal blue. In the orange there is lovely dark flecks. There's definitely depth to that. Um, And with those highlights of the luster, it's really lovely. And so as I say I thought, hats, scarves, mitts, cowls, sweaters and of course we're coming up on sweater season. But I didn't have time to knit a sweater. Um, But I did definitely want to knit something with it. So as I said I've knit Kate Davies Stripped bonnet, and I've used the blue and the orange together which is lovely anyway like teal and orange, hello! That just screams warmth to me <laughs> and yes this knitted up beautifully. I used chige needles and the yarn just flew over the needles and It's made a really beautiful knitted fabric. It's got squash, and it's definitely got uh, retained that luster. And it's not, as I say, it's not a shiny, 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 drenched with luster. But it's just so beautiful how it picks the light and catches the eye. And on the knitted fabric, we've also got a beautiful, uh, delicate, fibrey halo, which I just love and. I love seeing a fibre halo over yarn because I think it speaks of where the yarn has come from and it speaks of the natural characteristics of yarn. I think whatever you make in this yarn is really going to have, retain the wonderful properties of the fibres in it, so you've got it's it's going to make something sturdy it's going to make something long-lasting there's the Black Welsh Mountain in there there's the Jacobs in there for that sturdiness and that denseness and you've got Bouncy Portland, which is going to give it the elasticity and you've got the versatile Jacobs in Shetland of course Primitive breeds are just going to keep on getting better and better the more you wear it and you wash it and you care for it. And it's been blended with mohair and gotland, those beautiful silvery lustrous uh, fibres and the strength in mohair. Again, it's going to be a a sturdy, long-lasting item that you knit with this. And then it's got that soft, soft alpaca And the Shetland as well. And the Merino. So you've got, those of you who like your wool to have softness in it, you've got those soft fibres in it. But blended together, you get a yarn that is not only just a little bit of luxury with all those things in it. And totally unique. No one else is making anything, anything like that. But you're also getting something that's going to look good for a very long time. And as Sonia said earlier, it's going to make items that last longer than a couple of seasons. When I thought about it, when I was knitting this up, and I just loved how, you know, it's just stocking it is just awesome in this. And I thought, oh my goodness, I, you know, normally I, I knit a swatch in garter because garter is awesome. And so this morning I, I cast on a little garter um, swatch and It's the only only word that I can use to describe it My god, those garter bumps Just beautifully, really, really beautifully And with that halo, of course I'm just knitting it just now It's not washed or blocked or anything But that halo over the top of those pops (laughs) It's gorgeous And it's going to be spectacular whether you want to knit Good old stockinette Something with um, garter in it, something with cabling in it, something with texture is going to look gorgeous in this yarn. And and colour work, I think, will be spectacular. And I've just done these little stripes with the, uh, the striped bonnet hat. And I love how that looks. And I'd like to play about with it more, actually. Because I think... With the, the you've got the woolly stickiness in there of the Shetland, um, and those other uh, ones as well. I mean, you've got really soft yarns, but you've got really wooly wooly yarns in there, and it's wool and spun, so it's going to make a nice yarn for color work, I think. And therefore, I think maybe an epistrophe cardigan by Kate Davies would be awesome. Would be really incredible with with these yarns, um, or something textural maybe a braids hill, another colour work um pattern that would be great. And you might get the gauge with it with this um slightly heavier double knit is Isolda Stroker, which I think would make you'd make a beautiful outdoorsy kind of jumper with this yarn, I reckon. And you know, it is a great workhorse yarn but if you can't afford to buy lots for a sweater, buying it for hats, cowls, mitts, this is the time of year, guys, that you that we start feeling a bit cooler and seeking a bit of warmth and, and warmer clothes. And so hats accessories will be great. You know, this time of year, we have no shortage of awesome hat designs coming out. In fact, mandarins, a.k.a. Melody, has a beautiful new hat patternette called Woodsy, which features that beautiful tree pattern and a little meandering cat's paws. Absolutely gorgeous and would look fantastic in a really great yarn like this. That's a four ply. Of course, your Croftus hat, Shetland Wool Week, is is imminent. I think you could do a great version with this yarn. So there's really no end to it and of course blacker also have a fantastic range of patterns which are free to download and which often have been designed exactly for the yarn ranges that they have. I don't know if there are any tin two patterns coming out or in the offing but they have an awesome range there for, for you to choose from. So Cornish tin 2 goes on sale on the 20th of September uh, a couple of weeks away and so plenty of time to get planning for what you want to make with it because you know you're going to hear a lot about Cornish Tin 2 in the next few weeks from various podcasters and bloggers and get their spin on this awesome yarn if I have to give 2 or 3 word description, workhorse lustrous versatile And I think that you would find it the same and hopefully you'll be able to get your hands on it. As I say, it's available in four ply and double knit in 100 gram skeins and it's going to cost £16.20. And I think for all of those fantastic fibres together, blended so expertly, I think that's well worth the price when you think about how they've sourced all those British fibres. And, you know, the skill and knowledge of British wool, rare and native breeds that has gone into creating this yarn is incredible. And well done, Blacker, for another stonking Yarn. I can't wait for the weather to get a little bit colder so that I can wear this. Uh, watch out on the blog later in the month for a Carnish Tin 2 giveaway. Now you talk towards it. The sound goes through the cable to the box. A man records it on a big record in wax. But you Let's say hello to some of the new kids in the Knit British Ravelry group. Hello to M Chartel, who is Maggie from Seattle. Hello to Girl in Knits, who is Emma from West Yorkshire. Hello, Emma. Hello to V, who is in Norwich. Hello to G Cat, who is Catherine from Portland, Oregon. Hey to Mari from Tawanda in Pennsylvania and hello to Melissa Collins One, who I don't know where you're from, but I'm very glad that you're a member of the Knit British Ravelly group. And hello to each and every single one of you over there in the group. It is always lovely to see you chatting in there and talking about your wool suggestions and chatting over issues you have with your knitting and showing off your British wool knits and talking haps. It's always lovely to see the action going on in there. And there is a couple of new threads over there, actually. And one of them, you would be really helping me out if you clicked on it. Uh, There's a thread there called HapCal Survey. Now, you may know that I am doing a talk at Shetland Wool Week about the popularity of the Hap. And a large part of that talk is about the cals that we've done here. So the Hap Along last year and this year's The Book of Haps Along. So if you took part in one or the other or both of those Hap Kals, I would be hugely thankful to you if you could go over to the Knit British Traveller Group and click on the link in the Hap Kals survey thread and take a few minutes to answer a few questions because I really would like to bring you guys, you Hap Knitters, into my talk. Also, there is another thread called Hapcals Meetup at Shetland Wool Week. Now, this is not a general meetup because I need to say that from the outset because I don't have a lot of time at home in Shetland this Wool Week. And so I can't do a general meetup like I've done in the past. But if you are going to Shetland Wool Week and you have taken part in the Hapalong or the Book of Haps Along. Get in that thread and let me know because I'm organising a little trip to the museum just to see some of the textiles and haps on show there. And then we'll go for a cup of tea afterwards. Uh, This is going to be on Wednesday the 28th of September at 10am. But please do give me a shout first and let me know you're coming just so I know... For numbers, who's going to be there? And I have a class at one o'clock that day. So it's not going to be an all day thing. It really is just going to be a couple of hours of happy get together and um, and chat and I would just be so thrilled if you're going to be there and you, you've you knit a hap and you can make it and also if you're coming to Shetland Wool Week and you've knit haps please bring them with you especially if you can come to the hap talk because what I would really love to do is have, uh, I don't know if you, uh, for anyone who's ever been to a talk at Shetland Wool Week before there's generally a table Um, and uh, whoever's doing the talk will lay out samples and I would genuinely love to show your samples at Shetland Wool Week. The, The reason I want to do this talk is I want to almost in a way just shout about how awesome it is that this item that is very linked to Shetland has such worldwide appeal and that these haps are coming back to Shetland. So please, 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 if you can, bring your haps with you. I I can take possession of them. I will give them back to you at the end or you can wear them. And maybe I could ask you, you know, at the end, everyone who's got a hap to come down to the front just to do a little turn. Because I really, I want to show how proud Shetland should be of of these haps. And I know that they are, but I just, it's like a little opening a little window onto a world you think you know I know that Shetlanders know how popular haps are, I know that we knitters know how popular Shetland haps and Shetland knitting is, but it's just that coming together and that further that extra dimension of appreciation and so please, please let me know if, you, if you're if you bringing haps and I'd love to lay them at the table feel free to put a little label on it say what the pattern is, say who knitted it, that's really important. So yes, get in touch uh, uh, with me via the Ravelry group for that please that'd be fantastic oh my goodness me well that has been a ramble and a half hasn't it next time come back I will be back on the 23rd of September on the podcast and I will have Joy who is the knitting goddess talking about her extremely exciting Yorkshire Yarn. Let me tell you a little bit about this to whet your appetite. Joy, as you know, loves British wool and UK wool and is very, very keen on and passionate about dyeing yarn that is British and is just so passionate about the sheep breeds that we have in the UK and how awesome they are and she has sourced, very local to her a flock of pole dorsets owned by Claire who has four ways dorsets and she has formed a really close relationship with Claire, She's, she went to the clipping I believe and was there picking the fleeces herself That those fleeces have now gone to blacker to the Natural Fibre Company. And they're going to be blended with another Yorkshire local to her flock. Uh, Joy is, of course, based in Harrogate, uh, of BFL. And Joy is creating a really, really special blend yarn to dye and produce. And it's coming very soon. And there is also... A little added collaboration with Knit British somewhere in amongst that and also something that you guys can get involved with and there will be much more on this next episode. It's kind of exciting. I might do a blog post about a bit of this as well just to enlighten you further. But you've got to come back now, don't you? You've got to come back and hear more about that. Thank you so much for listening. I must go now and, and rescue my yarn because the yarn that I ripped back on Saturday is now all crinkly and is, has been soaking for the last hour. So I'm going to go and get that dry and rescan so that that can be knit again. <laughs> Take very good care. Listen in for the end to where you can find me in all the online places and see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British Podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me, louise, at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lira. Take care of that throat. You're a big singing star now, remember? This California dude is just a little heavier than you. The sun is shining all over the place. Thank you